thanks for coming back for the final part of our chat about Solonet. If you have no idea what I'm talking about, we have a little catching up to do. This is a podcast called BS Reactor, and we talk about stuff that we couldn't get other people in our lives to chat with us about. You probably want to check out the other parts about Solonin, plus the warm-up episode before you listen to this one. But life is an adventure, and it's your choice if you want this to make any kind of sense. Also, spoilers, and the show is rated E for not everyone. Be advised. And as always, thanks for listening. We appreciate you. I want to point out the biggest asshole move in this book is that the next chapter opens with, I guess she got that part-time job. Yeah, it's like yeah. a miracle. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, it opens with, you're like, you're kidding. It's like a miracle. It's like, uh, assuming already? it's survival. Right. Then it's like, yeah. exactly. oh, it's, you went back to work. Yeah. Uh-huh. And there's some random 18 year old hitting on her. <laughs> right. And you're like, okay. Like, well, team man going to speak about this. Yeah, for real. And she got a job at a florist shop and there's this younger kid, Ohashi or something like that. Yeah. I don't know. I didn't write it down. He asks her out because he's infatuated with older women. She's 24. She's, yeah. And he calls hey. her mature and all this other stuff. And I was like, like, oh, honey. Oh, bitch, please. Oh, oh, <laughs> you you are not. You are not. I mean, in comparison. <laughs> right. Yeah. 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 I mean. Five was it eighteen? Yeah, eighteen. Yeah, yeah. Those are important years, I guess. Six years or something. Yep. So she she needed a distraction, basically, and getting a job is a good distraction. Yeah. Right. There's something to do. I and Kato were checking on her after her shift, and they say it's been two months since Tani died. And that's when I was like, oh, oh, he died. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So the final, they're like, okay, it was a total setup. Thirty pages. They're like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) And they kind of got. I'm not saying that they weren't sad, but they kind of like got over it kind of easy. Not, not really. They they process it differently. Okay. Right. I would because like after they check on her, Kato goes outside and then basically stands in the rain. And I is like, hey, what's going on? And he's like looking up into the you know the sky, Mm -hmm. obviously sobbing. Just can't see my tears. Yeah, yeah. Like tears. Was it like tears in the rain? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then Blade Runner reference (laughs) rate. Yeah. So Mako is watching TV like she slumps in front of her TV and she sees the idol band that she shot down. Yeah. Doing a, a TV yep. interview. Yeah. Yep. And she goes like King Kong on her TV, <laughs> throws it against the ground. Mm-hmm. And like it, it's that was established, like before this, that Rip is going to bring her dinner because her dad was like, go check on your friend, mm-hmm. like all this sort of stuff. So Rip shows up and was like, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> it was excessive. <laughs> right. And she's like, leave me alone. So he slaps her. Yeah. Which I thought was a little extra. I mean, it's just, it's a cultural thing probably. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you got to shock her out of it. And then he's like, get your shit together. And then like, he goes to leave and he's thinking about his relationship and he's missing his friend too. And then Mm -hmm. he gets into an accident on his motorcycle. I was really sure he was going to die right then too. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, but not only, not only does he survive that wreck, he also catches the shit he was carrying after hitting the pavement. That was amazing. amazing. Some Spider-Man shit. So he like springs to his feet after this accident and was like, no, I'm going to keep on living. Like I want to live. 
So basically saying homeboy didn't care about living. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, he didn't fasten his fucking right? helmet. Um, <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, there you go. Right. If he'd been wearing, see, Rip was wearing his helmet properly yeah, and he yeah. survived with a nosebleed. And if Tanya had been wearing his helmet properly, because he definitely died of head, head trauma yeah. and yeah, blood definitely. loss from his scalp. Mm-hmm. But also, Rip hit a pole. Yeah. And Tanya hit, like, collided, I assume, <laughs> into, like, a car, he collided with a car. Yeah. There's yeah. a big difference. There there is one. Yeah, a little bit. Uh, Rip slammed to a building. Oh yeah, yeah. He you hit his head. Yeah, it was a building because he did the. Fu- he oh no, the motorcycle hit phase. a pole. He hit a building. Now, like, uh-huh. Motorcycle hit like a, a garden hedge thing, and he flew over it. Till he, he looney tuned it. Ultimately, into the building. yeah, he looney tuned it into a wall, so you know he was gonna be fine. <laughs> uh-huh, yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. Oh, he was fine. He would put up a little sign in his hand, and say "Uh oh." As he before he like there were meat buns or whatever in his in his bag and he uh-huh. caught one in each hand and yeah, one on his, his forehead. Oh, yeah, yeah. It was his head. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then the road runner came by and went beep beep and he ran away. <laughs> All right. So next thing after that, Tanita's dad picks him some stuff. They have some touching moments together. And then Tanita's dad's like, you know what? You should just keep his stuff. Yeah. In the subtext, it seems to want to be with you. Yeah. And he's like, I cannot deal with this. He gets chased off by a dog. Yes, definitely. Yeah. And like, I I think the dog chasing thing was him trying to like lighten the scene a little bit. It kind of felt out of place. Is mm-hmm. if you're following along with the emotional thread of this thing, like it's intended, yeah. like at this point, I at least <laughs> not, not naming any names about different emotional reactions to things, but like I felt like I read the second half of this book a lot faster because again, it put me in my feels for a bit and like her having to process that with his dad and then Jim, Jim just like touching it, like, him being chased by that dog kind of like put like there's a real world out there too. Like you need to find the levity in things too. Like it was a nice touch, but like it didn't fit where, for me. Yeah, was like, yeah. where it, did that come the from? The whole the whole scene with her and his dad was, you know, hey, you know, this is you use this because this will help you get over hit the loss. I mean, you're never gonna get over, but help you deal with it. You know, I'm giving this to you so you can have a part of him here uh-huh. with yeah. you. I'm sorry. Yeah. That's what it should have been. Sorry, and, but <laughs> and then, then he disagrees. I know. I guess he does. But then it's like, oh, there's a dog. I'm gonna run. Like, yeah. what? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And in, in throughout this, his dad says that like he had a big argument with Tanano back mm-hmm. when he was in middle school. He's like, because he wanted to be an artist or whatever. And his dad was like, go to college, and if you still want to play guitar or whatever, mm-hmm. do that. But commit to it. Like, yeah. do it. You know, just do it. <laughs> yeah. Once again. Great parents in this book. Uh-huh. Like they're yeah. so damn supportive. Mm-hmm. I kind of remember the labyrinth a little bit because the main character, the labyrinth, was like, "You're ruining my life." Mm. Parents, stepmom, or whatever, and they're like, "No, these are sensible precautions." But anyway, <laughs> yeah, just <laughs> and it touches base with the rest of the characters too. I get a job offer in a in an in office. Sendai? Yeah, or something which would be a long distance. Yeah, it's going right from like a store location to a head office. Uh huh. Yeah, and she's like, "Are they trying to get rid of me? Like, I know I'm not as young as I was, or whatever." You, you know, a year later. So, 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 right. so when I saw that, did she say they use like sex to sell this stuff? They were trying to say, "I'm kind of, yeah, kind of." Yeah. <laughs> um, and then Cato is job hunting because which is a big change. Yeah, yeah. he's like the eternal slacker, and now yeah. he has like combed hair.
hair in a suit, which makes him look super creepy. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. Even I is just like, what the fuck? Who like, is this person? Uh-huh. And she was planning on telling him about the promotion that they offered her. But you can tell that she's kind of changing her mind because like she doesn't mm-hmm. want to do a long distance relationship. Job. Relationship. Job. She doesn't want an office job. She wants to live with this guy. Then he he started dating her be like out of you know persistence or whatever and then she kept dating him because he's authentic like he's always going to be the same guy and now that he is turning into an adult she's not as sure like there, there's that shift in her interactions with him well like if he if he comes into his own and can take care of himself kind of it really changes their dynamic the, mm, oh yeah. yeah totally she can't be the mom anymore <laughs> she yeah. can't she can't be the she can't use her beatings as a way to keep <laughs> <laughs> I lick ya <laughs> like, yeah, I can't beat him anymore cause then there's nothing for me to beat him about ah jeez that's what abusers uh-huh. don't like. Violence in relationships is wrong, people. Yeah, it, it is. is. Yes. <laughs> Do not hit anyone with a bottle. Don't hit anyone with anything. Or just in general, yeah. <laughs> but so that's maybe you stick to your own relationship, right? <laughs> I mean, Some people of- got different ways of handling things. So when Mako was talking with Tanita's dad, he was like, maybe you're part of this so like people will remember Tanita. Maybe you'll be someone that can prove that he existed. Because there's there are these like this subcurrent through the whole thing that like people are aware of the mortality and that people are aware that eventually everyone's going to die and everyone's going to forget that anyone existed. Like that's part of this whole nihilist perspective that they're, <laughs> that they're fighting through. Is this when, um, Rick tries to, he gets upset about not being able to hit on her because his name died. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's part of it. Yeah. yeah that's part like, of it. Is a mono. I was like, that's kind of weird to be saying like, he didn't like say it in it's, his head. He actually told her. Yeah. He actually <laughs> said, I'm angry at uh, Tanada dying because I wanted to hit on you, but now he did. So I can't really hit on you. I'm like, what the hell? I was like, I don't know if he said that to her. To me, that's what it kind of felt like. Ooh, uh-huh. That's what it kind of felt like he was saying. So I was like, Oh, okay. I felt like he was definitely having some internal monologue yeah. and guilt about yeah. that because it's like, are you the asshole who, as soon as he dies, you know, in this tragic way, you like move in, or do you keep being her friend and try to maybe comfort her, uh-huh. um, with no other intentions? Yeah, yeah. Just it's, to be there for. Yeah, it's like a fine uh-huh. line that he's definitely he's, he's threading definitely, that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> And what? also, like, he realizes that she should not be dating anyone right now. Yeah, <laughs> also that. Yeah. Also so, that, but, yes. You know, rebound chicks, you can, you know, might be easier. I'm just saying. He's also her friend. So I know. Yeah, I like, yeah. yeah no, he's, so, he's, a good, he's a good person. He wouldn't yeah, do that. for real. After this, Mako's like, I'm going to prove that tonight Tanya existed by joining the band. Like, I'm going to get the she band back together. She takes up his guitar and mm-hmm. his position in the band. At mm-hmm. some point in there, she moves to a smaller apartment. Yes. Yeah, she does. Where she, moves she leaves the guitar sitting there and everyone's like, oh my God, she's going to leave She gonna leave the guitar, his guitar yeah. there. It was just like the last thing. Last she thing was just the- like sitting on the floor with it. Yeah. It really looked like she was going to leave it there. But then she's like, came back. Yoink. And so she is practicing and she's getting frustrated and she finds Tanita's notebook. She starts to see the lyrics of Solonin in a different perspective based on when he was writing them in his calendar, his, his day planner. Diary. Um, diary, you know. 
<laughs> and she starts to realize that it wasn't a breakup song, but it was more of like a transitional song. Like I'm going to become the person, a new, a new person. Well, like I said, it wasn't a breakup song. He was breaking up with his with old him, self, with himself. Yeah, yeah his mm-hmm. old self and becoming a new person who's responsible and uh-huh. is ready to love the right way. Yeah. So she starts going to practice with these guys and Kato is still in college, you know, starting to finish up his degree. And the girl from way earlier in the book, when he told to keep playing, yeah, yeah. keep fighting there. She actually did. Like she's in a band and she won this they're, competition. They're moderately successful. They right. Gigs. Yeah. And they have this big gig. They're about, but they, get, they're about to get their CD made. Right. Yeah. She wants the band to open for her band, which is cool. Yeah. So he tells the group and Mako is like, after they're like, I'm not sure if we can get this ready in like a month, which is when it's going to happen. They're talking about like, well, it's a limited amount of time Mm -hmm. set down with set up and breakdown involved. So three songs, we can do three songs. Yeah. Right. Uh Like it's not a whole concert set. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We just need to play in front of people basically yeah mako's like yeah i want to do this let's do this right now keep in mind she hadn't been playing for that long no she like literally picked up his guitar and was like all right i'm I'm gonna gonna do vocals and and play Mm -hmm. so she's been playing at what maybe a month or so Uh a couple months at most yeah Mm -hmm. (laughs) once they uh agree to this and she starts she starts doing this thing where she takes the guitar with her out into the city Uh uh-huh she has an acoustic too like intending to busk somewhere Uh uh-huh and just doesn't do it yeah she she goes in the subway to go somewhere away from her town so at least she's not embarrassed the people she knows and then uh she just doesn't do it so she takes the subway back and as she's like sitting on the side of the road or whatever she starts practicing and this kid comes up maybe well before she starts this kid just sees that she has a guitar and it's like you're gonna play right yeah Uh uh-huh it's like super cool or whatever yeah and then she starts playing in public which is new for her and then I comes up and Mako's like, hey, where'd that kid with the glasses go? And like he wasn't real. Right. Yeah, it was like, what kid? So maybe a, kid a ghost kid. I kind of thought of it as a metaphor for like childhood. And it kind of looked like Tanida a little a bit. A little bit. Yeah. So it's kind of like. Just like with dark hair. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. they end up playing in front of a crowd. <laughs> That's They did okay. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Right before that rip is, you know, has a conversation where there was like, I'm done mourning for my friend. Like it sucks, but he made a stupid decision and we have to move on with all of this. Buckle your helmets, people, when you're riding on the Yeah, for real. (laughs) The last part is kind of finishing up some loose ends. But if what we've talked about so far sounds interesting, just read the book. Like it's it's good. It's emotionally resonant. Maybe funny if you have problems, but <laughs> just because the fact that he got hit and probably ragdolled in the air and landed on the street, smiling up with blood about his head, and I laughed at that, does that mean so, I'm sick? Let's 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 roll that back just a little bit. Literally, all that was actually in the book, everyone. If you end up reading this, is it's you see him insane. like a you see a helmet roll off. Pat made up in his mind the rest of that, and he thought that was hilarious. Let's just. Uh-huh. Let's just marinate on that for I mean, a second. If it's logical, that's probably what happened. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Anyway. Now, so he bounced off the concrete uh, and it hit just another car. if you're going to dive into this, because the themes sound neat, that if you have um, any internal struggles about where you're going in life and how much uh-huh. of an impact you're really having, oh, yeah, go it's going to be a little rough. Yeah, yeah, yeah right. definitely. Just hit way too close Because it's going to put a, a chisel on that fault line and it's going to hammer it. Yeah. yeah. And I feel like that was part of probably what he was like getting at, because I think if you read the, like, the afterward, mm-hmm. he was saying he wrote this at a time where 
where he was um, he just really starting out. Yeah, yeah, and he yeah. wasn't uh-huh. even sure if he could make it. You know, is this what he really wanted to do? And that that definitely came through in this work. Mm-hmm. So if that was what he was going for, he succeeded. Because yeah. I was depressed for about three days. <laughs> so, <laughs> for real, yeah. That, that night, I laid in my bed, and I actually had an existential crisis uh, in my head. Like, <laughs> oh, I'm really, I'm like Tanada. I was like. But what do I was do? that like, after oh, you left? God, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. And, right. and the book um, doesn't give you a real resolution. It basically no, is just saying, really. okay, if you're an adult, like this you're an life. adult now. This so is life. Deal with it. It's not going to get better, but like, you have to keep fighting. I don't think, because I was like, I'm kind of her, because I went through the same stuff that she went through. I left a job because I couldn't stand it. My, it was literally leeching the soul. And then I was off for a long time. Like she did, I had nothing to do. I worried, I was wondering about my place in life. And like, what have I done to contribute to the world in the big one? And then tonight it was him. It was like, okay, what I have uh-huh. responsibility, what the hell I do. And I was getting hit by a car. I was just like, well, this was just way too. Close yeah, to home. for real. And like, I feel like we've all had jobs that we've, we've hated like that. And I feel this, like we've all had the same job. We hated like that. Yeah. yeah. It's fine. It's fine. Okay. <laughs> um, so, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah when i read this like obviously i've read like the philosophical angle on this and like i said mm. when we were getting started a lot of that is so wordy and so detached that yeah. it's hard to put yourself in the mind of like someone in france in the 1960s or whatever but it doesn't know, have that trouble like reading the myth of sisyphus is just like well that really sucks to put that push that rock up the hill forever but like okay this. but, but take, take the better take on sisyphus the modern take on sisyphus is that he's still pushing a rock up the hill but he gets breaks now uh huh. And the only thing you can do with those breaks is scroll through social media. Yeah, for real. He's got Instagram now. Yeah. So he has an Instagram. So he spends his breaks doom scrolling, and that's it. Uh-huh. So yeah, I, I would definitely give a caveat that if you're in a, a dark place in your life, maybe skip this one. Like, yeah, but yeah. I, that's good advice. Yeah. I don't know. I, I feel like also at the same time that because the world seems like it's, you know, shitting itself so hard that people don't want to talk about things like things like this. And they, they should, they, they should talk about like, what's like, it like to become an adult? What's it like to, to feel be bigger awkward? issues at play, but yeah, it's not like they're going to be bigger to you. Uh huh. Yeah. yeah. And people don't really have the tools necessary psychologically to deal with those big transitions. So I mean, maybe it's a good thing that, you know, people have an easier way to address them. They get to express them externally, like form opinions about this kind of depression and angst in like a <laughs> an easier to work with way. Kind of agree. I mean, this is something that this is a thing that growing up, you really don't talk to your parents about. No, no. Like no one talks about. All right. The transitioning from young adult to adult. Yeah. Because we really don't talk about your feelings towards that. We just talk about, okay, now you have to go pay those bills, make mm-hmm. that mortgage, pick up the kid, make... Because I don't know. I never know yeah. what my parents were like when they started going to workforce. Like, what was their hopes and dreams when they were younger? I really, really never talked. Like, I have never talked to my mom or my dad yeah. about that. Yeah. And also, like, we see all these stories, like, uh, like yeah. and I was saying earlier, like, you know, it's hard to empathize with Iron Man. <laughs> like, yeah. He's got all the money in the world. Like, Iron Man was rich his whole life. Right. It's hard. And to... is a natural genius at everything. Like, uh-huh. yeah. he learned yeah. gamma radiation particle physics in a night. 
Uh-huh. Yeah. And they brought him a completely outside of any field he's ever touched time travel problem in one of those movies. And he solved he it solved, that yeah. night. Yeah. He's got magic brain powers and that's where he lives in life. Yeah. And the funny part, side note on that movie, they kind of just totally gloss over the fact that two scientists figure out time travel in like a day. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It, Hope did it too. Yeah. And, and like <laughs> it's, it, it's impossible to empathize with these characters because mm-hmm. their lives are so different than ours. And like the slice of life stuff is either a comedy or like a romantic comedy or something like that. Yeah. Like we don't really have characters to impress opinions on. And even like the slice of life stuff that we get in movies or TV shows, it's someone who is so obscenely gifted that everyone just like kowtows to their will because mm-hmm. of how fucking awesome they, they are. are at this one thing or whatever. They're so socially stunted. Uh-huh. That it takes a lot for them to learn or lesson to become to start to improve. Yeah, but yeah. It's never like these are like just regular people. Just they're just lost. Uh huh. And like we fantasize so much about like what our futures are. Like I'm sure you got the talks when you were a kid about like you can be whatever you want to be. You want to yeah. be an astronaut? Just work hard and study. And like working hard does not get that to happen. It's more about connections. <laughs> well, and yeah. not, not, not just that, but like you got to have some real specific ass plans in place if you want to yeah. be an astronaut uh-huh. because you need some real serious science backgrounding, good grades at it, good reliability, all that shit. You need military flight experience. Yes. Yep. Like you, <laughs> you need to be in great shape. Not only that, you have to plan this when you are 12. Yes. <laughs> yes. Have the stick through to get through the most boring shit imaginable. <laughs> Knowing that you probably won't. Like, this is unrealistic yeah. to anyone. Knowing that at 12, that you will not probably even touch a space shuttle for at least 30 years. At least. Right, I mean, no. Depending on how good you uh-huh. are. You know, so it's like, wow. But not a lot of people think about that at 12. At 12, right. and like, thinking, there's, why would there's you? just a chance that, you know, like you go through all this work, but you also have like a blood pressure problem that means you're yep. not going to make it through a lunch. <laughs> right, yeah. Yep. So you're never going to go up. Or you get deep vein thrombosis and you can't sit down for oh, too goodness. long. So <laughs> yeah. then you try to you be sitting because what they be sitting sometimes for like half an hour to an hour in those seats before they even launch, and then you're like, Oh, you can't yeah. do it because all right, you just died. Uh-huh. You know, it just stuff yeah, like that happens. I had a friend who was like all gung ho about joining the military when he was 18, like that, mm-hmm. that was his life. He trained for it, like mm-hmm. all that sort of stuff. He goes in for his like initial evaluation, is like, You have a regular heartbeat, nope. Yep, that's and all, all of a sudden he's like, you know, 18, 19, looking at his the rest of his life ahead of yeah. him. I have a friend that had like a similar, like his family has all been military, whatever, and he got in was like in the Air Force, was in training for a few months, and then there was some accident and it fucked his leg up. Oh, yeah. And it healed, but not well enough for their standards. So, like, he's still perfectly functional in everyday life. He just can't be in the military anymore. Oh, yeah. That sucks. Yeah, so sometimes it's just life sucks. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. And you have to keep trying. (laughs) So the weird thing I think I would say about this entire thing is I thought they were all background characters. And I was like, did I just read an entire thing about people who like normally we wouldn't even, you know, have Uh a story about. But I mean, that has an attraction, I think, of its own and helps you relate to it. Uh They're all like like sidekicks. Yeah. They're like all sidekicks. Like I, I could easily see them being psychos and stuff. What do you think, Malik? Good book. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Like, it's a book about everyday life, pretty much. Shit happens. You gotta learn to get over it and push forward in your life. Mm-hmm. All right. Mm, it's a good book. I've yeah. read a couple like it, but that one stood up. You are so deep. <laughs> get over it. Leave him alone. Yeah. No, it's just funny. He's like, yeah. 
Search up. Get over it. Shit happens. That is true. That's the motto of a fucking whatever <laughs> this generation is I was born in. That's our motto. Uh, Shit happens. <laughs> yeah. Head down and keep going. Be calm. Keep I mean, calm a lot of them like to complain. Just shit. get over it. Don't uh-huh. give a shit. But good, good book altogether. Great story. Good, All right. Mem- memorable characters. All right. Well, we better wrap this up. We have been going for like two hours or something. Nine so. hours. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, any parting words, guys? You should read this, but only after you've considered doing something that makes you extremely happy uh-huh. afterwards, or <laughs> maybe even before. You know what? Just do both. Yeah. <laughs> have a hobby. Have loved ones. Maybe like hug your cat after this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You're gonna yeah. need it. Wear a helmet and make sure you. <laughs> yeah. Safety is very important. Auto right. safety. Just like if you're gonna bother Auto putting safety. the helmet on, like really put the helmet. Literally on. Yeah. any any safety really, but mainly if you ride like a motorcycle or something wear gear there's no reason to not do it you're going extremely fast and you're Uh, on a bike dude and here's another thing too besides just obeying the traffic laws how about you open your eyes? Yeah. Yeah. Don't, don't yeah, drive don't, your eyes closed. Don't drive okay. when you're um, emotional. <laughs> yeah. Don't, don't drive when your if eyes active, are... If you're actively crying, maybe pull over for yeah. a bit. Yeah. Just yeah. give it a minute. Yeah. 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 I mean, don't, <laughs> you're actively crying and you close your eyes as you're actively crying. Use your and head. And you speed up. Use your head. Yeah, just when maybe. You make some... Make your... Uh-huh. Like, actually think about your yeah. decisions. Like, weigh your options. Don't do anything stupid. I mean, yeah. yeah. If it has a possibility to end with you or someone you know getting hurt, probably don't do it. And yeah, don't for real. not talk to your loved one for five days, even though you could find out a way and use a cheap excuse of, oh, well, my phone was wet, so I couldn't use it. I had to get a new one. Yeah, that, is, that doesn't hold water. Yeah, it doesn't hold water when you're in the same city as multiple friends and you've been sleeping at some of the friends' house. He could have walked home. And you could have walked home. You're right. Uh And you're at work the whole time. Yes. That has phones. But, eh, whatever. He works on a computer. So, yeah, you guys are right. He could have just emailed her. Did he? A little side tab. Did he call her on a cell phone at the end of that? Yeah. He bought a cell phone. He bought a new one. Yeah, he bought a new one. And he's like, well, I had to buy my own. It was was 100% an excuse. Yeah, Uh that was a straight up excuse. Absolutely. But, yeah, just make, just weigh your options and make the best decision for the current moment. Like, it's not going to be, it's probably not going to be the right one, but it'll get you through some situation. questions get get to the root of what you're feeling and yeah. why yeah and, and then so talk like, about somebody with that and be talk about that with somebody <laughs> yeah <laughs> and if, if you're in a relationship try to see them as another person talk to them like a person like mm-hmm. yeah. yeah understand that they have hopes and dreams like communication is very important and who is equivalent to you in some way sure be honest with well i mean i I was gonna say like (laughs) like in a relationship definitely you want to communicate but sometimes it's just a matter of being a good roommate yeah you know what i mean like don't shit on your house and you know clean up after yourself not not because like you want to get booty out of it just because that's what a good person does to be part of i have like a vision in my head of isaac on top of the roof pooping on his <laughs> king of the house <laughs> pooping on the house yeah I knew that was going to No, but, uh, yeah, I mean, let your significant other know about your feelings, even if you think it might hurt them. It's better Uh for them to know what it is than you keep it inside and it becomes anger and they should know you start beating them with a bottle Uh because they saw... You gotta tell your wife that's not okay, Pat. Yes. But I'm not the one who's talking about who said (laughs) her relationship. 
What do you, never mind. We're not talking yeah. about this. All right, I'll cut that. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so, guys, right. join us next time for our next topic, which I believe is going to be held by Malik. If I'm not, yeah, misremembering. I gotta, I gotta We're go ready. Uh, find it. Jim Cotta. That's what Malik's going to do. Jim Cotta. <laughs> no, don't listen to Pat. It's never happening. Okay. Jim Cotta. <laughs> All right, guys. See you next time. Okay, bye. made it to the end. Congrats. Next week, we're warming up for Malik's pick, Cowboy Bebop. He says it's kind of like a comic book. Okay, now for the usual. All voices, music, and mixing are done by us. All rights reserved. We record in a socially distanced quasi-studio to keep the plague managed and so our mics don't bleed so much. If you want to get a hold of us, check out bsreactor.com or find us on social media, Instagram or Twitter. This week's episode is not brought to you by the cat you heard meowing in the background of the episode. Although, he does say he's a producer, if anyone's interested. And as always, thanks for listening. We appreciate you.